Hello and a warm welcome. Uh, you probably didn't expect to hear from me this soon again, but well, we decided, um, we were sitting here together and thought, well, why not do a quick debrief or recap episode um, of Visual Minds, of what we've learned in the past eight episodes. And with we, I mean Lars Lindemann and myself, uh, Sebastian H. Schroeder, and that's we're here sitting in Wedel, a suburb of Hamburg, and talking about this and thought, well, we could also as well re record it and let you be part of our conversation. So, hello, Lars, welcome to your own podcast, basically. <laughs> Hi, Sebastian. Well, now that we're sitting here, I wonder, just to give our audience an impression of what we thought, what we wanted to achieve with this podcast, what was it that you, when you first came up to me and asked me, um, what did you want to do? What did you want to create for this Hamburg Portfolio Review Podcast? Our, let me start. Uh, I think last year during the pandemic, I started to listen to uh, many photo podcasts. Um, and what I learned was that all these stories uh, related to uh, photography, documentary photography, are so uh, um, there's so much more about just producing a body of work and publishing a body of work. The stories behind, um, told by the photographers, by editors or curators, they are so valuable, and there are so many stories that need to be uh, told. And uh, that was the idea. And we had such a great lineup for the Hamburg Portfolio Review. Our reviewers, there are so many amazing people with uh, very, uh, very interesting life stories. And so, yeah, I think that was pretty much the idea. So uh, to, to choose some of them and to tell their stories or let them tell their stories. Well, you said it. We had a great lineup and we have gone through all the people who were involved in this podcast uh, when we we're first planning it. And why basically we're doing this as an interview but really you know we both know the answer but wh wh why don't you answer to it why did we choose who we chose initially i was thinking about the people i know and i met and who impressed me the most and all of them you know what they have in common is that there's a, there's something else about what they do and how they do it so i think there's i wouldn't say an humanistic approach there's something humanistic about how they work and we've chosen um reviewers who work uh, on the intersection of documentary photography and, and other genres or um, who have different job perspectives like uh, Thomas Barberg, who's not only who was not only um, Politiken's photo editor-in-chief for uh, 11 years, who stepped down, down, which is not really, you know, not stepping down, but who's, who decided to become a photographer again and who's an educator again and who started as a as a, a fire firefighter yeah firefighter yeah right and um or we have uh, Ligeto Makola who um was an educator who was head of the market photo workshop an important photo school in Africa and who run, now runs a, an art center and who was chairing the world press photo jury and you have Catherine Cook who was a photographer and now is head of content at the ICSC so and Every single one of them has so much to uh, to say about our industry and uh, about life and um, about photography. What I specifically found so interesting were the reasons that 
they had to go into photography or art themselves and um, the way that they expressed themselves through photography. But actually most of them or some of them were actually not photographers. So they just used this medium for their own expression, even though they, they didn't have to, you know, act on it so they didn't have to actually create an image but just being around photography helped them to to become what they are uh like with Lechetto, for example you know who he's doing arts and and, and um so many different arts you know he's created this sculpture for for Nelson Mandela but then he's never been an active photographer or with Ahmed Najim who um oh yeah didn't have the initial thought of becoming a photographer it was his brother Kamran who you know, who made him a photographer, whose his death or his disappearance, more or less. You know, we we talked about he's still lost and they're still talking about him in present, uh, not in the past. So you know, made him become a photographer. So there were so many different reasons why they are in touch with photography. Um, they're not the typical um, photographic backgrounds or life stories like you know when you were 12 you got the first camera from your father and then blah 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 you know that's what most of pe the people have to say and this is what i found so interesting when we chose the with the lineup for the, this season at least um what were the things that really are still in your head even after weeks that you've listened to the podcasts yeah since you just mentioned Lucato, so um uh, i knew him and i invited him and i um suggested uh to to have him uh, on our podcast and so but i learned uh you know many things i've uh, never heard of before so like that he was a sculptor and that he actually uh worked uh on this uh nelson mandela sculpture and the story with his father that was that is uh was news uh to me and um and i still remember how I met Ahmed the first time at Visa Polimage in Papillon some years ago and how he told me his story and Sebastian Meyer was there as well. Oh, so really? Yeah. Them both. And I was really uh, totally overwhelmed. And, and for everyone who didn't listen to uh, the episode as of now or maybe doesn't know the connection, Ahmed Najim has lost his brother to ISIS in 2014 and his brother Kamran and Sebastian Meyer had a um, photo agency, metrography agency, and they both went looking for the brother because he was gone, but no one knew where to. And um, they're still up to this day looking for his um, remains. And um, but, but if you want to listen to the whole story, I would suggest you know click on the episode because this is really very worthwhile. Um, and it's somewhat photographic, but it's not. It's just a very strong story as well. Yeah, it definitely is. And and just uh, uh, he was he was uh, taken hostage by ISIS. He didn't yeah. join ISIS. Yeah. It, oh <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, of the opposite, actually. Yeah. Um, well, what, what other things did you remember, or do you still remember from the other episodes? I'm I'm fascinated by many episodes and uh, so but I was just thinking of Alessia Glaviano's work and how she um, tries how what did she say how to make Vogue greater than fashion and mm -hmm. uh, how she fights for diversity uh, in Vogue's visual appearance on every channel digital and uh, I don't. I don't know about the print, but still, and on Instagram and on social media, and 
that was pretty interesting uh, like how she's uh, pushing the boundaries and um uh, I find it very interesting, particularly for young and aspiring photographers, how um, an NGO like the ICSC works and uh, what Catherine uh, told us about her work. Yeah, storytelling for NGOs and the good cause. Yeah, now that you say uh, storytelling, I, th I think one of the podcasts that were the most fun, at least, and you know, they were all fun, but there was one person in particular, it's Thomas Borberg, who I... Oh, who we both had so much fun doing this. Um, you know, we, we, we've met the first time um, online, but it clicked right away. And we ba basically, we were laughing throughout the, the podcast, you know, at, at least having fun uh, very much. And um, what you don't hear, you know, this is like <laughs> releasing a couple of um, secrets as well. Uh, sometimes you go out and you make a cut and you go back in with the same question. And you don't hear that because we both obviously take out the, the off-record things. But in this episode, we had a lot of off-record moments. <laughs> we had to focus, go back into... Oh, you should please release a director. <laughs> no way. With additional material. Uh, we had, we had uh, a lot of fun. And what I personally loved about this episode was also his uh, metaphor um, of, of cooking and ingredients and how this relates into photography. This was very special. And I, uh, to this day, if someone asks me, I always say it that way. Yeah, I think uh, you kind of learn from uh, Thomas, who, by the way, might uh, just walk through the store in my study in a bit because <laughs> be our guest here for the weekend. And um, yeah, you kind of learn a lot and you can laugh a lot with Thomas. And uh, there's so much extremely extremely valuable advice in this podcast and very concrete advice how to edit how to sequence your work and imagine you're explaining you're talking to a blind person about your edit and about your work and uh so uh please if you're a photojournalist documentary photographer uh you definitely should listen to this podcast and i think to uh, from to me Thomas is one of the best photography teachers uh, I ever met. Yeah, especially since he has such a, a negative entrance. You know, he always says, ah, it's so, I don't understand why people are so bad in editing. And you go like, ah, he, this is this one guy who destroys everyone. But no, he actually, he, you know, he destroys the castle and then builds it up again. And then that's where you learn. I find this very interesting, um, his, his motive, how he, how he um, educates. But when you're saying um, blind people... Um, I'm thinking about Bertan. Oh, yes. This yeah. was, um, yeah, it got, got me goosebumps when he said that, when, when he was talking about the, the way that he learned how to, to look. You know, he was blind and then he wasn't half an hour later. And for more than 30 years of his life, he wasn't able to see. And that's something that I just, I found very, very special. Oh, definitely. When he had this operation, he was already a very successful art, I wouldn't say fundraiser, but curator manager. and, you know, art, art manager, manager yeah. working in the field of arts. And uh, yeah, that's fascinating. He told me uh, and Andreas Trampe, our co-founder of the story, when we met him the first time in, in Amsterdam some years ago at the Prince Klaus Fund. And I still remember how we walked uh, back to the World Press photo headquarter and like we were just, you know, quiet and still <laughs> processing what he just told us and that's such a fascinating story and he's a very fascinating and uh, extremely intelligent 
person and uh yeah that was uh the moment you know you remember when when how he described the moment when they implanted the his the new the art of the artificial lens on his eye and there was first this black spot and then like unfolding a spectrum of rainbow colors and that was wow that was definitely a goosebump moment and and uh, but i think what's so amazing um Uh, about all the stories told it's it's you know it's always it relates like the personal backstory and uh, to the work and to our you know um, shared passion about photography and uh oh actually this might be thomas bobbitt yeah i think it is him so <laughs> so well then let's welcome thomas bobbitt to this podcast okay. we'll just do a brief quick stop off record moment as we told you and then we'll maybe he'll join us Hello again. We're back and we have a new guest here. Hello, Thomas Borberg. Hello. Uh, well, why are you here, Thomas? I'm here to attend the, the festival ah. for the next uh, three days. That's good. So, you know, we this is all coming up right now. We've, there's no script, no whatever. Um, Lars and I decided this morning that we would um, just record a debrief or recap. Um, do you remember anything that you said from your own episode? Because I just talked about that about five minutes ago. Yes, I do remember <laughs> some of the things, of course. Um, I think it's really important to talk about photography in a way that uh, ordinary people understand photography, not photographers only. So I think it's, it's important that you have a vocabulary that uh, that is uh, is easy to understand for for normal people. Lars, how do, how do you respond to that? Do you want to elaborate? Yeah, it's uh, I think Thomas is uh, it's it's so true and uh, that's what we uh, talked about before so how Thomas um, explain how to edit how to sequence I think that works for almost everybody. Um, you know Uh, like the image of the blind person explaining to a blind person what you've done, what your work is about, what pictures are lying just in front of you. Uh, that's just brilliant. I quoted it uh, several times and that's only a few weeks uh, since you were re uh, when you re recorded the, this podcast. And and that's what I learned, uh, what, what I'm trying to learn from him. So when I attended his talks at Visa and when I was listening to that podcast. So I think, uh, and I just said, uh, sorry, Thomas, for I don't want to embarrass you, but uh, um, uh, he's really one of the best educators in photography, I know. Uh, yeah, and adding, adding to that, basically, um, yesterday um, during the opening and after our panel, a couple of people, um, numerous of people actually, uh, told me that um, they started with our podcast, uh, number three, And that's when they got hooked, and then uh, that's how they actually listen to all, the, or why they listen to all the other ones. And um, I have to say, to be honest, um, I think it was. A, I actually said that just a little bit earlier. This was the podcast that had was the the funniest because of our outtakes, more or less, that we not put in late in in the final product. I had a very a very good examples uh, about photography from this this week we are still in because yesterday we had the the opening of the World Press exhibition in Copenhagen at the newspaper where I work at Politiken. But two days ago I was at uh, visiting a school for photography but only for young people, you know, uh, young people that really can't attend a normal school, they have troubles in different ways. 
but they had uh, they had photography as a kind of hobby or kind of a uh, uh, a new uh, approach to 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 the school system but wordpress and this these young people it's still all about photography it's just two different approaches to the same uh, uh, kind of uh, storytelling and i really like that i like being a part of a environment where you actually have to embrace two very very different uh, uh, approaches and mindsets uh, and you can still have the same talk about photography and and both uh, parts will be equally inspired by the talk and i think that's really important i think that's something we have in common so um you know because i always say um let let's lower the boundaries you know uh, photography is not on uh, documentary photography photojournalism is not made for us for our industry but it's made for 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 everyone we want to convey we can we want to um get stories um uh, out um to to reach out a, a wide audience and so i remember at a, at a photo festival in germany i once said so it's so there's this german word um uh which I, literally means something like lowering the boundaries that uh, make uh, photography or whatever your exhibition accessible to everyone and understandable as what well. What is the word though? At, uh, niedrigschwellig. Ah, okay, yeah. I don't know if there's an English uh, word uh, for it, but and so and some of the festival team were really like a bit kind of annoyed by my by my uh, by me uh, saying this. And and uh, I find it very important, and I really enjoyed it when we uh, we were uh, we are still exhibition partner with the World Press Photo, like Politik, and so I did some you know guided tours uh, with like just people, tourists, and uh, um, children, and uh, I find it always extremely uh, beautiful to to speak to non professionals about this exhibition or about the photography or about my work and to translate it. Yeah, and um, I talked to Andreas Trampe yesterday after the exhibition opening. Andreas is um, senior photo editor of Stern Magazine and was head of uh, Stern Magazine's image department for 18, 19 years. And um, he said, well, imagery or photos are the, the only one language everyone understands in the world without translation. And that's something I find very honorable about photography that we are the ones who you know speak a language that everyone understands without even even saying th something um and most important is it's not a language only for photographers <laughs> it's a language for everybody and i think yeah. that's because you can find a, a niche or you can find a, a, a industry where they have this like lawyers they speak lawyer language you know but it's only for lawyers that's why they are lawyers because they, no one else understands what they are saying right But when you talk about photography and you can create just by showing an image a stomach feeling in people's you know uh, stomach of course uh, then then you can then it's a it's a universal language in that way i think that's that's what, what makes it so amazing mm -hmm. and that's also what makes well you know getting a little bit back on track because uh, this was again this wasn't planned you know we're just doing this here um this is also why i loved the podcast so much because we were not talking about um the hero stories photographers like to talk about when they're talking about the images but we were talking about like a um a different layer of photography about um what it can mean how it means something and how it relates to people and this is what 
in my opinion, made these talks or these interviews uh, so interesting. And that's why I'm also really looking forward for a second season, um, which we're planning. I mean, it's not 100% sure that it will happen, uh, but we'll find out in the near future. And then we'll have another, hopefully, eight talks next year. Um, what are our plans? Do we have any plans yet for next year, Lars? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we were always planning uh, not to to have just this one event. It was always, and all our partners are agreeing on that, um, that we want to create a, a series of events. And um, so... Uh, it's a bit too early to be more concrete about next year's edition, but I hope and I'm very positive that there will be a next year and uh, and even some more editions of the Hamburg Portfolio Review. So um, I would say let's wrap it up because... We don't want to keep our guests, our special guests waiting for most of the time because you're not here for this podcast in, spe in specific. We want to actually go to the opening tonight, um, which means that you cannot see it because you're not listening to it tonight. You're listening to that a couple of days after the actual ex exhibition. But I'm very sure that you will get um, everything that you need to, to see on the internet, on www.hamburgportfoliorevue.de um, to find out more about the exhibitions that have gone, uh, have, have passed, find out about what's come out from the reviews and um, the talks, uh, the panels. Will they be online afterwards, Lars? Yeah, definitely. Uh, one of our main targets was to create an archive. So every recorded and all rec uh, events um, um, have been recorded uh, will be um, accessible for everyone in the archive and even the works of our participants. Uh, um, the portfolios will be um, uh, in this archive and uh, the idea is that the archive grows year by year. Awesome. Okay. So, yeah, um, that's a good place to check and if you're interested and don't unfollow this podcast. I already said that in the after aftermath of the interview with James Estrin, don't unfollow it because if it continues next year, then you don't need to do anything. You will be one of the first to know because it'll pop up in your podcast player. Oh, and we didn't talk about James Estrin's podcast. Uh, definitely uh, oh, another okay. highlight. <laughs> yeah, okay. okay. We, we can still continue. We we, continue. Uh, you know, this doesn't yeah. have boundaries, this podcast here. So yeah, James Estrin, great, great person. And uh, it's so many insights and basically you can quote everyone every every sentence that he's he said and it's all right it's all good definitely check them all out and um uh, uh, and hannah uh, we didn't say anything about hannah as well hannah reyes morales uh one of the uh, ama most amazing storytellers uh of our time uh from the philippines yeah so every single episode is worth listening and but i I know you want to wrap it up now and we shall get dressed for tonight's opening. <laughs> <laughs> and so, Well, um, thank you again, Lars, for taking the time. Thank you, Thomas, for crashing our podcast, for being a special <laughs> guest. <laughs> thank you guys for joining me here in my study. And um, thank you, study. Um, and uh, then talk to you again next year. My name is Sebastian A. Schroeder, and you've been listening to Visual Minds Podcast by the Hamburg Portfolio Review. Goodbye.